Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Reel Down on Battle Infant with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. <laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Reel Down live on Monday nights. We gave Dan a little break this week, so I brought the smallmouth slayer Brad in. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you been? I know you you've been catching smallies and downpours. You got to tell me how that works. Yeah, dude. Uh, so that area that I caught that one in, we were floating through a riffle, and then you know how it like deepens into the slower moving water. Uh, I was just casting my whopper plopper into it, and I just saw this huge splash. I looked over at my buddy. I was like, did he really hit that? <laughs> and then I set the hook. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a good one. Dude, that's uh, awesome. I, I, uh, did you post the video yet? I saw the video yeah. from his perspective. Yeah, he. I posted that today. You did? That, yeah. that was pretty sick. If anybody hadn't seen that, they should go check out wherever you posted it. It's a pretty cool video because it is legit flooding. Yeah, I was on my Instagram. I didn't even know he was recording well, heck yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on last minute. Uh, no problem. We're going we're gonna to miss Dan. I'm sure he's with us in spirit. We'll see him again next week. But uh, yeah, so uh, we just got some of the hosts on tonight. We're going to talk about tourney fishing from uh, y'all's perspective and how you got in it and everything above. I got some questions for y'all and we'll just see how goofy this episode gets. So, hey, so some of these, th- these kind of episodes are usually some of the best ones have, so yeah we haven't good. had a bunch of us on in a while so i thought it'd be a fun episode take a break because there were some big events this weekend but you know we've been covering the, all of them and kbf's been kind of heavy so i figured we'd give it a break yeah but uh there's the queen what's up Susie? what's up mr og <laughs> there he is <laughs> are you in there and noob 2.0 man what's up what's sean up? not much guys What's happening with y'all? Just sharing the video. If you guys haven't done that, share it up. Oh, yeah. I got to do that still. Yeah, I'm really bad at all that. I don't even have my phone in here. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll end up cutting y'all out if I try to do it on the computer. So I just I trust y'all. Y'all, y'all do a good job. <laughs> We're doing it. Doing it. 
So what's been up with everybody? Anybody been doing any fishing lately other than Brad? <laughs> I've been out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, I fished this weekend twice. Twice? Yeah. You caught some good ones too. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I was out with uh, Jay Randall um, Saturday evening. Your lover. Shh, bro. Why you gotta always share my secrets? Um, yeah, we uh, we did some paddling. It was nice to be in the paddle yak once again, and uh, yeah, we got into some good fish, man. I think uh, we probably caught twenty to thirty a piece. I mean, they weren't huge, but uh, we did get into a couple nice ones. And then, man, uh, days getting on the numbers to me is better than the. Oh, dude, couldn't agree more. Bag. Couldn't agree more. And we were talking uh, about that at dinner afterwards. It was like, dude. Today was an epic day. I don't care Either if I caught. Y'all had a date and then dinner. Well, Man. <laughs> so he, he skipped the movie, bro. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I'll yeah. take big fish any day over the numbers. Really? Really? Yes. Hmm. I've had too many days this year where I've caught 20 fish, and they're all small. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, some of I us mean, aren't on your level. She's. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, like, that's just a testament to the smallmouth in Ohio being little as crap. You could flip it around that way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. See that. <laughs> what about you, noob? How'd the uh, tournament go? Um, I didn't do a tournament. I was just uh, fishing, fun fishing. So oh, I thought but... y'all had the uh, the noob tournament. Yeah. Oh, uh, what, oh, what happened yeah. there, bro? Uh, what happened noob. there, bro? <laughs> Month of July spanked me something fierce. <laughs> He's got to come back in August swinging, man. Well, and I screwed up August already. I, the first fish I put the wrong identifier on. So <laughs> I fixed it. Rookie though. mistake. This is perfect. This is things to talk about. We're talking about tournament fishing from our perspective. That's what you get Sean when you write out your, right into how your not journey tag on the tra- tailgate of your truck right before you're getting on the water. I was like, oh, what is it? Uh, I think I remember. And I just wrote it. <laughs> then totally got called out by one of the other noobs in the noob tournament. And I saw that. So hilarious. Hey, I earned it, you know. But who um who's the noob killer this month from the hosts? The queen. None of the, the queen herself. Oh, Lordy, y'all are screwed. <laughs> I, I already saw a post in there like, gee, Susie, you couldn't let me stay in first place for more than an hour? <laughs> I got a kick out of that. I'm I just going to give credit where it's due. Su- Susie did whip up on all of y'all for in that. And I wasn't even bucket. on my home waters either. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> Who ended up winning last month? Uh, I believe it's Christopher Wins Jansen. Uh, out of New York, and uh, nice. he was the only one to beat me. Yeah, you only had one person beat you, so yeah. Yeah. save the money. See how that's done, Ryan Milford. Just saying, bro. <laughs> I almost got him to come on the night too, just because Brian was coming, and I just need that. <laughs> Actually, Milford, if you're listening, message me right now. I'll send you the link, and I will add you to this just so I can have a laugh today because it's been hope- a really bad Monday, and I need that. I hope he has his red solo cup. Yeah, I was going to say, he's going to the kitchen to get the solo cup filled up and ready to go now. Go take a leak before you get on to it. (laughs) We still got to make that a short clip to post. I got it. I got it saved on an external hard drive. I'll find it. Send it to me. I'll make it. Well, folks, I promise this is the real down, but we are way off topic as I knew this would happen, and I'm okay with it, so... (laughs) <laughs> kind of a break from the normal thing but uh so we were just gonna talk I need about, it. <laughs> yeah we were just going to talk about tournament fishing from y'all's perspectives and i wanted to start from the beginning a lot of people know how y'all got 
started fishing and stuff because they followed the pod- podcast for so long. But how did you get into tournament fishing? Did you know, like, like Dan, Dan started in bass boats through college and stuff like that. Uh, one of y'all can start like what, how did you start or what kind of intrigued you to get into tournament fishing from a kayak? Don't everybody go at once. <laughs> so quiet. I'll start off, man. Um, geez. So I started off in a little bass boat tournaments. Uh, I used to have a little 16 foot aluminum um, Sylvan bass boat. Started doing some, uh, it was a, they, I forget what they called it, like the night owl tournaments. It was a nightly tournament uh, every other Saturday on Lake Geneva, uh, just over the border in Wisconsin. Did that, and then uh, a really good friend of mine who was like one of our first guests on the Paddle and Fin podcast, uh, Scotty Purs, good friend of mine, uh, got heavy into the walleye tournament scene. Um, so I started fishing some smaller club walleye tournaments with him, and then uh, you know started the podcast, uh, started learning about the little clubs, KBF. Um, you know, KBL, our local club here. And uh, that really intrigued me. What's I think up, actually my first kayak thing was, uh, it's like an, a year-long online event. I forget the name of it. That was the first kind of tournament I ever did. I forget the name of that, what that is. Um, I don't know. Anyways, then, uh, yeah, jump, jumped headfirst into the <laughs> national scene. Uh, fish that hard real hard last year and then this year i just fish whatever whenever <laughs> how do you remember do you like was your first tournament kind of memorable from a kayak or was it like complete bust or um my first live tournament i i remember uh so my first live kayak tournament Susie was the actual judge um and she threw all your fish out <laughs> she almost beat you to fish and and it's it's a good learning experience um you know i was just so amped up in the moment um i had a pretty good day on the water and you know as a as a new to live tournament fishing person um you want to constantly check the leaderboard and i was doing that and everybody had a pretty rough day and i knew i was up there you know, last year, like I just strove to be in the top 10, regardless if I was getting a paycheck or whatever. I thought that was a good doable goal for myself. And I knew I was up there. And um, on one of my photos, I was using a tourney tag on my catch board. And I had it slid a little too far down close to the tail where it was covering up that next number past the tail. And uh, one of the guys that you know, was running the tournament with Susie came over and he was like, Hey, do you have another picture of this fish? And I was like, no, why? And he explained and like, fortunately for me, if you blew the picture up, that tourney tag was clear enough where you could see that number. Um, so Susie accepted <laughs> my fish. And that's some of that's on the director because yep. when I'm like, I judge our local trail stuff. Uh, since I haven't been able to fish any of the events this year. Mm-hmm. And when you've got, you know, 200 photos yeah. to go through, yeah. I'm like, nope, yep. nope, 
I'm not, yeah. I'm not working for it. I'm like you should have took a better picture. So yeah, I mean, Susie, you're a great person and I'm not. So good job. Well, and that was the thing too. Like, um, that's something I'll say too, is like, if you're at a live event and you know, obviously Susie was there on site judging the photos. And when they approached me, I, you know, I blew the picture up, realized what I did wrong and noticed that you could see that. And, you know, um, this was before Susie and I were even friends, you know, I was like, look, you know, like if you blow it up, you can see the number we talked through it. And it was one of those things. I know Susie was like, ah, ah, okay, all right. I get <laughs> it was your a tough call. And it, you know, it part, was. Yeah. Part of it too is, um, you know, when you upload your photo to Turney X2, Turney X will kind of downgrade yeah. the quality of the photo too. So yeah, you can be nice. It butchers the quality. Like, yeah. yeah, love you, Dwayne. But my God, it. <laughs> yeah. I've had a but I've been holding the guy's phone, and it'd be a perfectly acceptable picture. And yeah. then you're looking at it on Tourney X, and I've already thrown this fish out. Like, why? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so because I know that, you know, I like to give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Hey, you know, I bet you've got a better picture on your phone. Send it to me to see if it's clear, you know, through Messenger. And you know, you had me look at your phone, Brian. I was like, okay, yeah, I can see the eighteen yeah. on there. So. Yeah. I mean, so with that being said, it was kind of a bonehead mistake on my part, but at the same time, it was a learning experience, but overall, like, and I think it's every first tournament of the year for me, like my adrenaline's just jacked and I'm like, let's go, you know, like start of a new year, just want to get out there, catch some fish, do good in a tournament. And, uh, and then COVID hits and it all goes down. Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID was already going down, I think when I fished my first tournament, but Wisconsin wasn't shut down like Illinois was. So I was yeah. up in Wisconsin fishing a tournament and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I've been through, you know, the stress and the, the wanting to chase down AOI and stuff in the national scene. And then I've been able to sit back and reflect on that. And I, I kind of got a different viewpoint now, but that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down later. <laughs> We're gonna go down that in a little bit because that's one of the sure. questions I have. Well, uh Susie, uh you're big into the tournament fishing and you usually beat the brakes off everybody around paddle and fin parts. So how'd you get into it? Um it it kind of was a slow introduction in a sense, um, because I kind of got into the tournament scene backwards. So my very first tournament was after I bought my new Hobie, I saw that they had a, a flyer for a kayak fishing tournament. And, you know, sure enough, I was like, yeah, I'll compete. Let's see what this is all about. Got into it, fished and whatnot, you know. And um, I asked uh, one of the directors uh, later on the season, I was like, hey, you know, can you tell me how tournaments work and whatnot, you know, and how do you run them? And they were, they were just like, well, you can just come on board as staff. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> um, so basically I was like part of a tournament club, a uh, Great Lakes Kite Fishing Series to start. So I got a behind the scenes feel and experience firsthand instead of the opposite as a competitor. Um, so, you know, whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing, um, you know, I think more of a good thing just because, you know, it gave me that uh, insider look of, okay, this is how you judge photos. This is, we got to take into consideration as far as 
you know, permits and safety and all that other stuff. But, um, you know, it was definitely interesting. But um, my first season with Great Lakes um, was kind of my test season, because even though I was staff, I was able to compete in tournaments as well. And so the first couple of events, like I had no idea what I was doing, either fishing or being staff. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, juggling two different uh, things at once. There was like, okay, so what do I do with this? Or how do I, how do I submit this, you know, type of thing. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed it and really loved it. And um, then uh, that next year I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of stepping it up a little bit. Let's see what else is out there. You know, I was like, you know, what's it going to hurt? And then I joined uh, Kayak Bass League and uh, competed with both them and Great Lakes. And it probably wasn't until 20, yeah, 2017 when I really started getting serious because that was also my first national championship that I fished at and uh, got 11th place at. So I was like, okay, maybe I do know what I'm doing. And I was like, well, go big or go home. <laughs> so... She's been on the rise ever since. Trying to. <laughs> Dude, she's got the record as a woman. Highest finishing woman at the national championship. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. That's right. Well, that's an awesome thing to strike hmm. by your name. Well, are you uh, are you coming down Susie. for the championship this year, Susie? <sighs> I don't know about that this uh, year. Um, with everything that's been going on and everything that might be happening, it's just I don't know yet. It's kind of looking more like no. I think um, that there's a lot of people that that's. Yes, I'm. I'm curious to see what the turnout for that event ends up being because there's a lot of, like I thought that they saved it, but it mm -hmm. looks like that it's gonna. I mean, it, I'm sure there'll still be a couple hundred people, but I don't know yeah. if it's gonna be stacked like they thought. Right. Yeah. I mean, Adam just found out that he has to take ten days of furlough um, up until the end of this year, so that's gonna kind of mm -hmm. be a little crappy for us too. So, yeah, you know, and I had to take two weeks of furlough, um, back in April and May. So, you know, it's, it's definitely been, been a challenging year in so many ways. <laughs> and I wait for this year to end. Yes. Yeah. Come on January 1st. All right. Yeah. It's just like, all right, let's, let's just make things new again. <laughs> all right. Well, Mr. Noob, how did you get into tournament fishing and, your your perspective is the one I'm I want the most because a lot of like so I'm for anybody that doesn't know I'm 
uh, hosting the state level Bass Nation events. And most of the questions I've been getting are people surprisingly coming into a higher level event that have never fished a kayak tournament. So that's what kind of gave me this idea is a lot of these questions coming in and how different people look at things from the outside in, but we'll start with how did, what got you into tournament fishing? Um, well, it started out, I, I, uh, went to my local paddle shop and I was talking to the guy about, uh, places to no go to meet pe more people. Cause I was having trouble just, you know, finding people to fish with. And he's like, well, you should just sign up for kayak anglers, you know, and just, uh, hit up a couple of the tournaments. And, um, so the first year I signed up and I didn't go to any tournaments. I was like, I I'm getting blanked way too often to even try and go to one of these. And, um, so I, I paid my entry fee for the uh, kayak anglers central PA and never never went to any of the tournaments. And um, then the next year I was like, okay, that was kind of dumb. Um, and I started going to some hero on the water events. Um, and um, a lot of the same guys that do that were also in kayak anglers of central PA. And one of the guys asked me, he's like, I saw your name on the list of anglers and you, I didn't see you at all. And I says, Oh no, I'm, I'm not good enough to fish in any tournaments. He's like, that's crazy talk. Just come out. You know, we'll, um, he's like, you can come with me if you want. I'll show you around. So this year, actually my first tournament was the, um, the, uh, Pal and Finn challenge. So that was a little bit eye opening to do my everything live on, uh, on the internet, nothing like uh, trial by fire there, but uh, welcome to kayak fishing. You're live. right, right. <laughs> That's kind of how the podcasting thing for me went. I got two shows under my belt, and then Brian was like, Hey, why don't y'all go live on Mondays? I was just like, All right, why not? Let's go. Right <laughs> yeah, first. So I did that, I did that. Um, got skunked a bunch of times on camera, but I uh, still had fun, and uh, so I was like, You know what? I'm gonna do uh, the kayak anglers tournaments this year. Um, then of course COVID hit and, um, that slowed that way down, but I have done two tournaments now. And, um, uh, uh, the guys from heroes on the water were lucky or they're cool enough to let me kind of tag along with them and just see how it goes. Um, so, uh, I actually finished eighth out of 20th in the first one I did. Um, but oh, it was, so, uh, it's been an interesting experience, but, uh, I mean, the biggest thing was just getting over the fact that, uh, you know, I don't always know what I'm doing and, um, but you know, any given day you can get lucky or stumble into stuff. And when, when you, you know, finally accept that you're just like, ah, I'm just out here. Yeah. Right. That's, right. That's what that's like, that's what I usually have the better days. Like I fall apart. Like I've won a few throwdown events, whatever. That don't mean anything, you know, 15, 20 anglers, you know, means you had a lucky day over that. I do terrible in like live events you know, like I think my best tournament finish is like 35th because I think too hard about everything, you know, especially now with tourney X, I'm like, Oh, where am I? At? Oh, where am I? At? You know, you let it get to your head. So for you to already kind of be like figuring out not to work, you know, just go just whatever happens, happens. That's great. And you'll, you'll use that mindset and develop that into, you know, locking in skills and time on the water. And I, I mean, I can already see it and, everybody else can too and our like a uh, little live chat thing we have uh like it seems like you're you're picking up on it pretty quick in my opinion because you've been hooking into some good ones yeah i've been figuring it out slowly and to me that's the that's really why i do it um more for the knowledge and seeing how other people do it right you know and uh, just taking everything i can learn from them um 
I can kind of care less if I win. If it happens, awesome. But I'm totally take nothing from Milford, and Milford <laughs> needs to be taking notes. <laughs> I think Ryan's come a long way too, man. He's definitely oh, yeah. earned it too. So, dude, I love him. I just love picking at him. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brad? Well, we saved you for last since you're just killing it this year. Um, I started last year, so I did like three person any ev- events and did like three kbf monthlies last year but I, I wasn't real big into it actually this year i'm not that big into it either i've only done three per in-person events this year but it all started because me and two of my other buddies uh well the two other buddies of mine uh justin and zach they were fishing a buckeye trail up here and uh justin actually won a tournament somewhere and i was like man i want to do that i want to win some money <laughs> so then, so then I, ju- I jumped into our local stuff here. Uh, Loveland Canoe and Kayak had a uh, tournament. That was the second one I did last year. I ended up winning that one. But I think I've been hooked ever since. I mean, yeah, and you you know you're you're running for Angler of the Year right now too, Susie. I think you're running for Angler of the Year. Yep. We got a bunch of sticks in this. I'm just honored to be talking to all you famous people. <sighs> I'm, I'm just so slacking over here. <laughs> I'm lacking. I'm not a stick though. Oh, will you stop already, Jesus? He's so, he does He's the same thing nice about things. how he does his Instagram posts too. Yeah. What? Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, just, just everybody just, praises just ignore you it. Yourself. Just ignore yeah. it. Just keep we'll going, just <laughs> dude. You want to? You I fish against some sticks in our local club. Those guys are the sticks. I'm the guy that's just trying to beat them. And you're you've you've been succeeding. I mean, you're you've. I, I got I like three three names that this year. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the guys in your club, but I know if you're leading AOI, you're over some sticks, Mister. Like Kurt, Kurt Smiths. Smiths, yeah, that's right. We talked about this yeah. the other day. Yeah, who else is in there? There's uh, one of my good friends, Chad Turner. He he's he's up there all the time. Uh, John Graves. Yeah, he, yeah. Crank bait Johnny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, Mike, so Grim- Mike Grimsley, man. Yeah. That guy, he catches some amazing fish all the time. I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> but so with all of y'all, you know, now we kind of see how it all is going. What is y'all's thoughts on these bigger like K, you know, so I would say you have like local trails like your entry level. KBS when you're starting to step outside of that box and then you know, you got your Hobie and your your bass stuff now, you know. <laughs> like what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's kind of a good setup? Um, for the anglers, you know, all the way up to basically pro level, or is that an expansion you think we don't need to keep, you know, kayak fishing kind of grassroots? What are your, just what are your thoughts on how big these tournaments have been getting and are going to keep getting? You go, Susie. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like she's really thinking over there. I want to hear. I am thinking, um, just because, you know, there's, there's definitely room for improvement with where they can go. I know that, you know, they were definitely trying this year with the bass events, um, you know, but again, because of COVID, you know, it's kind of put a damper on uh, some of these tournaments. So because things have been canceled or rescheduled or whatever, you know, lots of plans have changed. Life has changed for a lot of people. So, you know, that's kind of put a damper on everything. But um, 
I, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we're still going to have, we're going to have like kind of three different groups of anglers. We're going to have our, our new tournaments or our new tournament anglers, you know, who are going to be part of those, you know, grassroots clubs, um, maybe a national trail or one night stand or something like that. Um, then you're going to kind of have your intermediary people who kind of are doing both their local and their nationwide tournaments. And then you're going to have your pro people who are going to be chasing after these big national events, the Hobie events, the bass events, KBF events, national championship, you know, because they're, they're going big or going home type of thing, you know, um, we're not quite at the point where the big events are enough to be like a, um, uh, like for somebody to like make a living off of. Unless you're Jody Queen. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Cody Milton. Or Cody, Cody Milton or Russ Snyder's, you know, those big, I mean, my God. Russ is living the dream. Shout out Russ, man. Russ. I know. I know. So yeah, people like that who just can go out there and like win all these events and everything, just like, it, it's amazing. Like it, it is amazing. I mean, yeah. And you know, with, People like that, they can get sponsors to help them out and everything. But, you know, still you see those payouts and then the entry fees and then you got to think about everything else. It's just like it's not quite at that level yet. You know, I mean, we aren't going to be at the bass boat level, you know, in next year or the next five years, maybe. But after that, you know, I think we should, could start getting big. And one person who is definitely going to be helping with that is Mike Iconelli because he signed up for the Susquehanna event. So, and he's been promoting the crap out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that guy? I, I <laughs> well, he did that. He did that last year too, didn't he? He fished a Hobie event. Yeah. And he holds a kayak tournament every year, doesn't he? He he does like the the charity thing, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Yeah. That's what I but I mean, you know, it's it, it's great to see you know, a big person like that, you know, trying to help promote the, sure. the kayak fishing industry in a sense. Oh yeah. You know, and then, then you got Jordan Lee, you know, he's a, he's a native guy. They'd, they'd be a good OG show, uh, guest. Mm -hmm. Mike, oh, Camille, heck man. yeah. Heck yeah, man. Talk about kayaks. I think I know some people. <laughs> that there, That's funny. Scott Butcher in the What's house. What's up, Scott? Hey. Where the hell is that guy? Where do you go from Dude. two shows a week, live stream tournaments, and then just disappears? I miss his shows, dude. I legit, yeah. like, I go and look yeah. on Apple to see if they're uploaded and they're not there. I'm like, oh, man, biggest, come on. Big, biggest. I have a small piece of my life missing now, Scott. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> biggest disappointment in my kayak fishing career. Future so retires. But at the same time, thank you for getting out of the way. So, Paddle and <laughs> Love you, Scott. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, something I was going to ask, but my buddy Chris dialed it in. Uh, who's got a funny, like, tournament story? I'm sure everybody has one. <laughs> What I got a got funny there? video I could share you guys, but I'm not going to show it on here. Oh. <laughs> it's inappropriate. You want to talk about take it up and throw it away? Thanks. Bro. I'm a, I'm always it. referred to as the guy that dropped his phone in the water on oh, tournament yeah. day because of that interview I did with uh, 
Hoover at the KBF FLW Open. Oh, do you know oh, yeah. about that? that that wasn't funny to me, but it was very <laughs> humorous to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, always wear a tether on your phone. Yep. Dude, I've, I, my luck's so bad. I've had my phone pop out of my tether. I've heard that about certain ones. I don't yeah. know if it's the tether or just like, I mean, you know, you get in a rush and I'm like snatching it out of my PFD. And the next thing I know, yeah. it comes up, tether goes this way, phone goes that way. I'm like, not again. Yeah. The one that Brian has, you got to get that one, dude. You're never lost. Yeah. That's never legit. Lost. You don't need the one that goes over your case or yeah. whatever. This goes like inside the case. So it's not coming off in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I'll still screw it up somehow. <laughs> I could mess up a steel ball with a rubber hammer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sean, what's your thoughts on on the bigger I, events? Do you see yourself going that way? Uh, maybe I can. You know, I, I'm going to have to get a lot better. But I, uh, you know, just speaking of the one on the Susquehanna, uh, I think Brad said he's like, you should just go down just to meet people. You know, yeah. and I was like, yeah. that's that that might happen because um, you know that's what I really want to do you know, if I can find someone to come on our show, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of uh, thing I want to do. I just want to go Thank meet you, these people, sure. learn, learn all I can. Amen. Um, Amen. But uh, anything I think that can, you know, get anybody else into the sport, you know, if, if they can make it to a Hobie event where they couldn't make it to uh, a KBF event, you know, then, you know, more power to them, you know, the more options, the better, in my opinion, you know, no, and that's what, what, you know, like Brad talking about with like Ike getting in, the more names you see like that, it's going to bring those that are like the old school following those guys. And they're like, oh, what's this dude doing getting in a, you know, pedal boat? And then, man, there were a hundred people at that event and the winner took away, you know, $7,000, blah, blah, blah. You know that, oh, maybe I can go make money. And then the sport just continues to expand. And it's what, it's what some people want to see happen right now. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's good for the sport. It's good for the people who are doing well in the sport because it gets their name out there more. You know, anytime you win something big, your name's going to be out there a little bit more than it was prior. So I think, you know, it's going to be good all around. Yeah. And I, you know, like Susie touched on, you know, with bass trying to get into it this year and stretch their legs and then COVID happened, like the first bass event really showed what could happen to expand it with, just with the media coverage of that event, you know, rolling around in bass boats, uh, seeing the golly, like thousands of photos that Scott took of that event on a, the Bassmaster website with their little brand up. And you see a picture of you, you're like fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Man, I'm something special. And then you finish 150-something. So. <laughs> you but. know, it's uh, this is something that I get asked all the time, and... Uh, you know, I try to refrain from even speaking about it, but it's like, um, I think all of us here could agree that that first bass event at the classic, the way it was treated, it almost treated kayak fishing like a joke, the way that weigh in went down. Yep. And I think that, uh, you know, and I, I've 
I've heard different people talk about it, you know, and it's uh, we need to be taken seriously. You know, I, I saw a comment in here. I forget who it is, but, uh, you know, he said he saw a little bass club tournament and he outfished all those guys. You know, that's the thing you could put, you know, like the names you were mentioning before, Jody Queen, Cody Milton, Josh Stewart, Kurt Smith. So you could put all those guys in a bass boat and I guarantee you they could compete with all those guys on that level, right? Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. You know, I, I think obviously the more exposure and as many different avenues we get, the better off we're going to be, whether it be bass, KBF, Hobie, small club tournaments, monthly tournaments. You know, I've seen it just um, in the paddle and fin noobs tournament that we do. Um, you know, uh, guys find it and they're like, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. And they get their buddy who's got a cheap Pelican kayak or, you know, maybe they just go out for fun. And next thing you know, um, you know, three of their buddies are signing up for a tournament and then they're fishing the KBF monthly. And the next thing you know, they're fishing, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, trail event or a Hobie Bass Open event or fishing your your bass event down there. Um, so it's, you know, it's one of those things, you know, but like Susie touched on before right now in the kayak space, yes. If you make it to, for say the KBF national championship and you win that, that's life changing money. Sure. But 98% of those tournaments, you are not going to survive on the road. Um, you know, and that's the thing too. If you look at the guys that are really making it in our sport now, um, they don't have the normal stresses in life like we all have. A lot of those guys have other forms of income coming on. They don't have restrictions of jobs and things like that. So when you're on the water fishing a tournament, you're thinking about what's going on back home, things like that. These guys don't have those worries most of the time. So, I mean, that's the thing too, man. You got to you gotta put that into consideration. It's either if you want to make it to that level, you're throwing everything in the hat and not worrying about the rest of things. You're going to go there. You're going to do great things. Guarantee it. But until we get to that exposure, I think, on a, on a, on a grander scale, um, don't get me wrong. Chad Hoover, KBF, done huge things. Uh, what what uh, AJ and Hobie are doing? Great things. Great things. What Bass has stepped up and tried to do so far, it's good. Like you said, we got the exposure. I think it just needs to be treated a lot better than it yeah. was. And that's you know, and not saying I, know, I understand what you're saying. A lot of people feel that something I know because I'm a Bass Nation person, state level, and I'm you know communicate with. Sure. The heads of the national scene regularly. <laughs> I know that that was something like you're talking about the way in. We all yeah. like I was standing yeah. there watching it and was like, my God, <laughs> yeah. this is a nightmare. Yeah. They did not ask for that guy to do it. They wanted the same person. They were all thrown that last minute. And yeah. that they literally brought someone in that knows nothing about it, cares nothing about it, didn't want to be there in the first place. And that's things that's going to change. And sure. there's, you know, Something I've saw and like if you were at the meeting 
the captain's meeting for the uh, the Logan Martin event, the first one, when they had the head guys from Bassmaster there, they are 100% invested in it, and they sure. know it's a good move. It's just I, it, I hope that they make it through this year with all of the setbacks. Right, right, right. Well, and let's face it, right? Like KBF's first year wasn't great. Every year there's a hiccup. Same thing with Hobie. Obviously with Bass. All we got to do is continue to learn from those mistakes or whatever else and just keep steaming forward. Um, I think a lot, I wouldn't say a lot of folks, but there are a few folks out there that focus on all the, the mishaps and they're stuck on it, you know, and instead of looking forward and trying to progress, they're living in the past. And, and I think that really holds us back as well. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, obviously we all here, you know, try to do what we can to grow the sport in any freaking way possible, whether you're fishing a tournament or just getting on the water. Yeah. Um, But I think with everything that happened with COVID, if we finally get back to normal life and everything gets opened back up and we don't have to worry about all this garbage, I think next year you're going to see a huge boom in kayak tournaments, kayak tournaments across or kayak shops across the nation are sold out of kayaks manufacturers are sold out of kayaks and and it's just been the spitball effect so you got a lot of people that are going to fall in love with kayak fishing this year um they're going to find kbf fl or kbf hobie bass um local local clubs online online tournaments things like that i mean Let's face it. Everybody's got a competitive you can, edge. You can them. like, for, from our standpoint, from like me and Dan doing the reel down and covering tournaments. Yeah. If you look at the local clubs, the consistency of more anglers yeah. they're having now. Clubs you've never heard of having oh, 60 yeah. and 70 guys. Bass right now, right. first year, everything going on, 100 people in every event. Yeah. You know, they were talking about it over on KBN earlier that. I mean, they're doing something right if 100 people plus still showing up. Yeah. Yep. You know, local clubs are getting close to touching those numbers. Yeah. So well, look we- at uh, IKA. We talked to Matt Gibson, one of the tournament directors over there, uh, Indiana Kayak Anglers, last Thursday. And I think it was something like 78, uh, average of 78 or 79 anglers per event through the season, through that's four funny. or five events. I mean, that's Indiana. Yeah, we had no offense, Indiana. So. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what oh, you're going to hear that. I was trying to remember what club it was we had on, but they were talking about how fast they went in their first year from, you know, 15 to 20. And then next thing they know, they had 65 people and didn't even know what, you know, oh, what do I do with all these? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I hope that all these big tournaments, you know, AJ, Bass, Chad, and everybody is paying attention to, I mean, and obviously they are at some part you know, kayaks being sold out everywhere should make you be thinking about next year and the year after even harder because it's going to explode. Just like you said, yeah, I think next year is going to be insane for kayak fishing. And I mean, you, you look at even the big tackle shops and even your local tackle shops, like look at the shelves. Yeah. They're empty. Yeah. Come on Academy. I'm not coming back up there until you get some stuff back on the shelf. (laughs) People have been forced to set this down and go outside. Yep. You can only take so much of this before you lose your mind. And I hate it. Yeah. Well, I agree. But 
at the same time, man, it's like I'd much rather see hundreds of people outdoors than yep, you know, and, and not only that, but dads showing their kids how to fish. Yeah. Um, you know, moms out there enjoying it, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends out paddling around on the lake or hiking down a path, something like that, man. I mean, um, you know, especially the dads getting out with their kids, man. I mean, that's just building up future generations. And that, um, yeah, that, that's been something big this year I've noticed is uh, like me being in the, the Frontier 12, you know, everybody wants that boat because you can handle two people in it. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen so many pictures of, you know, like families of four going out in, in an F-12 and tandem fill freeze and... Sunday morning, man, I went fishing uh, with the Godfather and uh, his son got up at 5 a.m., went out with us. And he's uh, 13 now, you know, most 13 year olds are like, Bleh. that's you know. I, something that, you know, our, our North Alabama club has, you know, our, our big sponsors for that club would tell you that they're in it because of our youth trail. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I hope more local clubs start to do that all across the country. Sure. Um, we we usually have I'm probably it's probably 15 to 20 kids and parents. It's always, you know, real family friendly. And it, it's so cool to watch them go out and kids like my buddy Blake took his son this year. I think his son's five, you know, and he's not all about to get up early and it's cold outside and it's raining. <laughs> right, but then right. you get him on a fish and it's mm-hmm. lights out totally different. Yeah. Like, oh, time to fish. And then like. One of the one of the events we do on a little moving water down here during the summer, the kids will, you know, they start fishing and they're pretty serious and it gets really hot and then everybody's swimming. But yeah. there'll be that one kid still fishing. He hooks a fish. Everybody's back in the boat and it's game on. And it's that's kids from five to I think we cut it at 16. Nice. And it's I, that's something we see all this growth in the sport. More of these clubs need to pick up a youth trail, man. Yeah. yeah, totally agree, man. Well, you know, you see it now with with the high school bass tournaments, you know, like what I would have gave to have that when I was in high school. I like uh, I mean, that would have been life changing. I say that, but none of us could have afforded a boat. So we'd be in the majority of these schools that are struggling. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of those are donated or or parents, you know, help out, things like that. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's cool. But now with that being said kayaks a lot cheaper a lot more affordable um easier for those younger younger kids to uh get into it and and one thing like i won't go on a tangent but you know if you see somebody new out there making a mistake <laughs> talk to them teach them i love this hashtag i was uh, i was uh talking to somebody the other uh just this weekend you know like we have this huge boom going on right now. Right. And, uh, the next step is to teach them the right things, wearing a PFD, you know, um, proper etiquette, things of that nature, you know, otherwise it's going to be frustrating. Like you're talking about Jimmy, when there's people everywhere, they're not wearing PFDs or fishing right on top of you, things like that. Like we all as, as, you know, a community need to step up and teach these new folks the right way to do things. Because the last thing I want to do is get 8 million texts next year about how 
5,000 people drowned because they didn't have a PFD on their body or it was in the back of their boat or in the backseat of their car or whatever else. That's our responsibility as kayak anglers in a kayak community. Um, I think we all need to step up and do. You're you're definitely seeing it. I don't want to say I'm seeing it. I feel like I'm seeing less when I'm seeing guys in, you know, guys and gals in kayaks. Most of the time I'm seeing them in PFDs. You still... You know, you go to a big like recreational spot, you'll see a lot of it the opposite way. But and then like you talking about, you know, getting frustrated and people fishing on you and just bad etiquette. I feel like kayak fishing has a lot less of I mean, I know there's you know, there's bad fish everywhere, but I don't know what it is. It seems like when you get into kayak fishing, you just bring out the better part of these people because I don't know if it's because they can't run their mouth and get away from you. Sure. <laughs> like, hold, hold you honest, but I don't know. That just the, the whole kayaking community is just so much overall better than. I mean, I'm not shouting out, you know, nothing bad to the the boat world. It's just we've all been in boat tournaments or had bad encounters with boaters. Not even in a kayak, in a boat. Sure. You know, like you just don't see that as much. And so that's something good. Two spouses tired of hearing about bass fishing as we get out more this year hmm. not mine <laughs> i mean my wife just ignores me anyway so i'm sure she hasn't heard anything about it <laughs> my wife's getting thrown into it hardcore this weekend when she comes and helps with that bass nation event so oh yeah that might be the beginning and end of that all in one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better better get a lawyer lined up bro oh. <laughs> hopefully it ain't that bad yeah <laughs> I'm already stressing about this enough. I haven't ever held an event like this before. So, who changed the locks? No. Yeah. <laughs> I swear this was my house. Like, what happened? I wouldn't even have that reaction. I'd just be like, oh, well. <laughs> Why are time? all my clothes in the front yard? I don't get it. I wouldn't Where's even stop, quarter? bro. I would just drive by. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It's funny. Well, yeah, it, it's cool to see where it's going and where it came from. And, you know, who knows what it's going to be like in five years, but I definitely don't think it's going to fizzle out. No, no, I think Sean's going to be like winning the, winning the NC. There you go. Yeah. We, and we'll definitely see, you know, competition between the bigger clubs. Like, you know, okay, who's going to be the better you know, national trail to go with this year, you know, type of thing. But I mean, you know, and some people can look at it that way and other people are just going to be like, Hey, that's just more events for me to fish and try to win money, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, right now I feel like, you know, there's kind of this like, and and not necessarily in a bad way, you know, like, you know, Hobie's really trying to step up and go all over the place, you know, and KBF's trying some different things too. It's just like, you know, who who's going to come out with the better thing, you know? And I don't think there really is like, you know, a a better, who's going to be the best of them all. But, you know, I think it's just going to be more about who's going to give the best, 
opportunities and payouts to the anglers, you know, and who's going to have, um, you know, the most variety for them. Well, I, think, I think you will eventually see and not like intentionally. I, I think it'll eventually they will work out where you'll have where one is considered like this is pro level. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. This is for your very serious, just road traveling national angler. And then, this is for people that just kind of get outside of the local a little bit. You'll, I think you'll start to see that. And it's, it's, it's great to see that as good as they can, they're working together now as much as they can. I mean, I know there's probably heads bumping behind the scenes and stuff like that, but it, it doesn't seem like any one group is trying to put the other one down. No, it no. stays that way. Like you were saying it for me, it's just, like for me, when I wanted, like this year was supposed to be the year I stepped up on the national trail, not stepped up and like made a name for myself, but I was going to use it as a way to check off, you know, places I've wanted to fish across the country. Sure. You know, I could go do it for free, but if I do it and pay for it, then it kind of like, I don't know. It's different for me. Like it kind of makes me like stick to it. Like, okay, I'm committed to go here and fish this lake and do good. Which well, doesn't happen, but I think it's uh, it's interesting, man. Like you're getting more opportunities now with with the three bigger names involved. But you know, look at some of the alternatives that have popped up, all stemming off this coronavirus. Kayak Bass Bracket Tour, mm-hmm. uh, what Butcher did with the Five, five Live, Live, you know. So you're you're seeing some different stuff, and it's unique, and it's not stuff that you've seen in play in the fishing world in general. Um, I mean, you could kind of say that what Scott did with the Five Live, similar to MLF, but not necessarily the same. With it being, you know, broadcasted live. Um, but in the kayak space, first one to do it for sure. Um, but not only that, but putting the pressure on those anglers that they have to perform in a two hour window. Um, that's huge. Um, that's super stressful. I mean, we all know we tried to perform in a four hour window and that wasn't easy. I'm so glad. Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things, man. You got a lot of different things uh popping up you know like kayak bass bracket tour is is been making waves and they're doing different stuff like they got a team bracket going now um and and they're just changing it up and you don't have to travel eight hours away from home Mm -hmm. to fish it you know what i mean um so that's that's kind of a unique concept as well so the opportunities are endless now um, do, you, do you, as while you're talking about this, do you think there is a too much, too many, like too crowded is the way it would um, me? You know, I was one of the first people to question that when, when Bass was kind of announced and, and Hobie, you know, stepped up last year and, and KBF doing their thing, you know, and, uh, I was up at the uh, trail championship for KBF and I was in a room full of guys with Sam Jones and I asked him that question. And the question was more, do you think this is going to hinder participant numbers? Have you seen that? Not necessarily. Numbers are about the same. In you my- know, they're all averaging the same, whether it be Hobie or, or KBF or whatever. I mean, some areas are down, but 
a lot of that has to do with travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. People yeah. aren't traveling right now. Um, you know, like look at everybody talking recently, who's going to lacrosse. I don't know if I want to drive up there like Dustin Nichols, man. He's like, you know, I got the time off, but do I really want to travel that far? Um, and he just got over having the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Um, that's honestly why I figured he was going. Yeah. I figured that <laughs> he's immune now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh. I'm going it's to. one of those things, man. It's uh, it's hard to say, you know. It's uh, is there a such thing as too much? I don't think so. Um, I think the more opportunities you throw at anglers, the better off it's going to be. I think what you need more of is those three big clubs working together and not just constantly butting heads. Um, totally agree. Know, you know, it's like if you guys work together, your turnouts would be that much more because oh, yeah. all the guys that are road warriors are going to show up to every single event. But when yeah. you guys are overlapping events, which I get it, like it doesn't always work out, right? These guys just need to work better and it's never going to be 100%. But at the same time, the more they work together, the better off they're all going to be. They need to take their egos and set them aside Yep. And just sit down and do it for the better good of the community. And remember what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys are listening, you should all sit down over coffee. Not overlap it. I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, you know, and that, you know, that's the thing, too, that's hard to do. Because, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. in a national trail or event series, you know, you're going to have events going on one side of the nation and then other ones going on the other side of the nation. So it's like, okay. Do you overlap because you want opportunities on both sides of the country or do you not because you want to have those options for everybody to fish, but then you leave out having the options for everybody to fish, you sure. know, in a sense. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a headache. This is mostly me just, you know, talking out my rear. You know, <laughs> I know like I know just on the state level, I've got to set up four events between for our club and not lash with five other local clubs in one state. Well, see, that's, that's a great point. You know, I remember uh Butcher did a show towards the beginning of the year and he held up a calendar and it was for Georgia. And he's like, bro, there's 14 clubs or 11 different clubs on, on this calendar or whatever, just in my state alone. And a lot of those clubs were spurred off of, well, I don't like this guy and how he runs his thing. So we're going to go run this thing. And, you know, it just spirals down, you know, um, let's face it. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but you know, at the end of the day, instead of 11 clubs having an average of 30, 40 anglers, you have four clubs that are averaging a hundred anglers. I mean, right. it just makes sense. The payouts are going to be better. The participation is going to be better. Um, eventually, you're going to have people traveling in from out of state because you're having such great turnouts and such good payouts. I mean, common sense, boys and girls, like just get it together. You know what I mean? And it's the same way on a national level. Instead of, you know, whose wang is bigger, work together and you're all going to have big wangs. Sorry, my reference there, boys and girls, but, but like it's true. Yeah, that, realize that's that what it helping each other to. helps yourself, right? Yeah, yep. exactly. 
Exactly. And, and Jimmy, you know, Luanna just chimed in too. You know, she says smaller events too. We are traveling further to a club that is more welcoming and has better experience. You know, I, I got to say big kudos to that because, you know, having been at so many different tournaments and trail series and stuff like that, there is a difference with some, uh, you know, clubs and some of the events that you go to. There's just this atmosphere that as soon as you, you know, walk into the group of people, it's just like, this is the best thing ever. You know, these people are awesome. And then sometimes you're just like, I feel really awkward right now, or, you know, nobody really gives a beep about me, you know, type of thing, you know, I mean, I've been on every aspect of that, you know, and I can definitely say, you know, and I don't, sometimes you can't figure out how or what creates that, but, you know, it, it's a lot of the, the club staff and the kayak community themselves too, you know, and how they are as a group, as a whole, you know, they just, you know, have this, stigma with everybody around them and you just can't help but want to be a part of that you mm -hmm. know and then other times you know you just have these situations or you know some members that are just kind of like they kind of ruffle feathers a little bit the wrong way and you're just kind of like eh, i don't really care for this very much you know so i i can totally agree to that a hundred percent oh yeah we've been lucky in our state you know alabama we've got I think it's five recognized clubs. Wow. Uh, that, that we have like a, there's a state board and, you know, North Alabama is the biggest club, you know, can't give you the true reason why, obviously, because probably we're on the Tennessee river and we fish lakes. People want to fish. Mm -hmm. um, but it's that atmosphere. Like you're talking about, it's super welcoming, but it's that way through all of our, so, you know, I haven't experienced one of those bad ones. They like, or not even, it's not really bad. It's just like, you right. say, you know, it's kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere is not just like you're saying, welcoming. It's well, why did I come here? Like, yeah, it's kind of different, you know, and just it, it, some, sometimes it's hard to explain, you know, and, you know, being a woman too, you know, in, in a very male dominated sport, sometimes that can make or break for women wanting to kind of join and get into this, you know, and, you know, these days when it comes to women, if you don't have the looks or anything like that, people are going to treat you pretty bad right off the start. You know, I mean, I, I got lucky in that sense, you know, where everybody was like, yeah, come on, let's fish and everything, you know. So but, you know, I, I wasn't going to let that stop me anyway. But, you know, it's it's still one of those things where, you know, when somebody treats you as a person and is asking you how your fishing day went and everything and not even caring who you are or how you fished or anything like that. Just simple things like that is just like, wow, they actually asked me how, like how I did, like I didn't even do that good, you know, and they're making me feel included and feel welcomed, you know, I mean, that can just, you know, make so much of a difference. And you, you know, talking about like that on like the national level with work together and don't butt heads and, you know, make it better for everybody. It makes it better for you when you're there in person it seems like all the, the, you know, I can't think of a better term bullshit goes away. Cause when you're there, that's the atmosphere. Yep. It's, it's not the, Oh, did you hear who did this and who did that? It's yep. everybody's cutting up, talking about fishing, giving each other information, go fish here. I tried this, you know, let's go fish after that. Which event are you going to next? Like it, it's so welcoming. If that, if that mentality and positive like vibe, 
went through the whole thing at all times. The kayak fishing would wipe bass boat fishing off. <laughs> when that when that comment came out and when asked about the fun experiences, I, it kind of made me think about that. And and I've heard stories about that. I've heard that's where the camaraderie comes in. You know that is that makes our sport special and. I feel like COVID has kind of robbed us a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, the yes. few events that I've gotten to do, yep. they don't have that weigh in anymore like they did. And everybody's like, oh, all the comments are like, I miss the weigh in. You know, I miss, yep. you know, everybody getting together afterwards. So I, hopefully, um, when everything can get back to normal, that is something that returns and is just as strong. You know, something that can be said too, I, I noticed this. So at the Logan Martin event for the Bass, Bass Nation event, there were people there, you know, local for the city that just had nothing to do with kayak and they just came to, to the weigh in. And then, you know, they were talking at the end of it and they're like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, like there were just like 60 year old men that, you know, probably out there in their little 10 horse John boat. Yeah. It's like, man, I need to get a kayak. Y'all, you know, <laughs> I, y'all make like one, one guy said it. He was like, man, I want to get out in a boat right now with y'all and go fishing. You know that? Yeah. You don't get that anywhere else for real, man. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But I feel you, Sean, man. I miss all the live stuff too. When when we did one of our youth, we did like a COVID youth event where we were all live again. And you see all those people and you're just like, God, I've missed y'all. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and it's definitely been felt, you know, online too, you know, because I mean, when, when the whole COVID thing started happening in March, you know, I know that there was a, a lot of, you know, anger and frustration on a lot of the different forms and everything, especially when uh, some big things were happening early on, you know, but I think it's also part of because people aren't able to see each other, you know, and talk it out and, you know, see how each other is doing, you know, because I mean, there, there's, there's one thing to sit behind the keyboard and type out your frustrations, but like, you can't really read the emotion that somebody is putting off. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You know, and it's going to get easy to, you know, get heads rolling and everything where it's just like, all right, we just need to get in a big group, get together and just go fish and be like, man, why are we even mad at each other for stupid stuff we said online? You know, right. It's just, right. Yeah. And if that don't work, just do it old school. Meet up. Get out some gloves. Handle your business. <laughs> Flagpole, three o'clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree. You know, COVID has definitely stolen, you know, a lot of the camaraderie away from, you know, these bigger events. You know, I mean, if you can get together with people, you know, in like a house rental or something, you know, do it, you know, within, you know, safe means and everything. Because, I mean, you know, the, the more people you can kind of talk to and everything, it's just going to help you know, for your sanity's sake yeah. as well, too. You I know? did a lot of this is, I mean, when we all got locked down, everybody was stir crazy. <laughs> a lot of that is what this right. is. You crave human interaction, right? Yeah. yeah. And then when your lakes get closed, too, like that'll really test your sanity. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have that problem. Oh, oh my poor, God. Poor Susie's husband. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Every time that this, he gets brought up, I just wait for his face to like pop in the background. And Adam, they're talking about you again. <laughs> Adam just got let out of the closet a couple weeks ago. Susie had him tied up because he said he was tired of hearing about the lake being closed, you know. <laughs> If I hear about Banner Marsh being closed one more time. <laughs> Poor Adam. Well, yeah. folks, I've kept y'all on here for an hour. And we could talk about this all night because this is something that just you can go in as far as you want. So, like, I didn't even sure. hit half the questions I wanted to hit. But <laughs> we hit important parts, so that's all that matters. Yeah, for sure, man. But uh, y'all want to stay on while I talk tournaments or y'all y'all need to get to bed? I'll care. I ain't got I'm no. here, bro. Yeah, so, All right. Well, I'm just going to run into the tournaments because there were some big tournaments. Uh, had one really crazy one with one guy, Mr. Ken Wood. I know a lot of people know. But uh, we'll start off with uh, the Iowa Kayak Anglers. They were on Brush Creek with 35 anglers. Uh, Jonah Zames got first with 86 and a half. Joe Bailey second with 78. Mike Schmidt third with 66 and a half. The KBF Trail on uh, Lake Hartwell and Kiowi, maybe. Kaoi. I don't know. I can't say that one. 51 anglers on day one. Miss Christine Fisher with the win, 91 inches. I see you down there, Susie. That's uh, right. I lost it. Second place was Natuli, 90 and a quarter. Third place, Lyle Brandon with 86. Uh, day two winner was Jason Patterson with 87 and three quarter. Jason Broach was second with 83 and three quarter. Third place, Reese Melvin with 70 and a half. So, you know, Good job for KBF. They're keeping the people rolling into that one, and congrats to the winners. Uh, KBF Trail on the Charles River, 50 anglers on day one. Jonathan Richardson, 85 and three-quarter, took that win. Ken Wood, second place with 84, and Tyler Sweet, third place with 83 and a half. Now the uh, Massachusetts Kayak Bass and uh, Ken Wood's their director. They had an event coinciding with that KBF on day one. He won that event um, with 84 inches. Uh, Dominic Eno came in second with 82 and a quarter. Steven Scott, third place with 80 and a quarter. Then day two of the KBF trail, Kenwood again, with this time with the win in the KBF with 92 and a half. So he cashed all sorts of checks this weekend. So that dude needs to go buy some lottery tickets or something. <laughs> Big job, Ken. Uh, second place to Justin LaCase, uh, 84 and a quarter. Third to Mr. Derek Brundle, new canoe teammate. Shout out, dude. Good job. 84 inches. Uh, the Michigan Kayak Trail was on Goal Lake with 38 anglers. Uh, Brett Marsh took the win on that one, 87 and three quarter. Uh, second to Travis Terry with 83. Third place, Thomas Mullins, 79 and a half. Uh, two more Oklahoma Kayak Anglers on Lake McMurtry, 54 anglers. Uh, first place, Jason Ray with 91. Second place, Chris Metcalf, 83 and three quarter. Third place, Jeff Herr with 83. Congrats to those guys. KBF Trail on uh, Caddo Lake and Red River, where the NC was at last year, right? I think yep. that was. Yeah. Uh, Cody Milton, of course, taking first on that one, <laughs> 93 and three quarter. The dude, if the dude's in the event, go home. He's going to take your money. <laughs> Shout out, Cody. Love you, man. Uh, second, Adam Patron, 91 and a quarter. Third place, Mr. Dwayne Twat. Dwayne Taff with 90 and a half. Good job. Uh, day two, Adam Patron takes the win on that one with 87 and a half. So he got him a couple checks this weekend. Second place, Garrett Morgan, 87 and a quarter. 
And third place to Jeff Isham with 86. So congrats, guys. And I'm sure we'll have some of these winners on here next week. Uh, I think we got a Hobie coming up. Uh, the Susquehanna events next weekend, I'm pretty sure. I want to see Sean's name at the head of that one. <laughs> you better be at the top, bro. Bro, yeah, yeah. You can say you beat Ike, man. Dude, yeah. if you if your if you name is Ike, bro. Yeah. If your name's at the top, we'll rename it like Bass Fishing <laughs> with Sean Lavery. That's right. <laughs> and we'll fire we'll fire Milford. <laughs> or or we'll Milford. give him we'll give him his own segment, Bass Fishing for Losers. I mean, oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I sent him the link. I'm so mad he didn't get on with us. Yeah, you know. After we'll hours. Ryan Milford, always a disappointment. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy's not even here to defend himself. I know. He'll get me back. He'll get me back. Say, fair he'll, game. He'll back. He's going to have fair game. a Bass Fishing for Noobs episode that's just called <laughs> F.U. Brian Joe. <laughs> it's already I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for everybody tuning in. We'll be live again next Monday at 8. Hopefully, Mr. Dan will be back. I hope he didn't use this as his way to sneak out for good. No. <laughs> no, DP will be back. But uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you again next week. I'll say it. Where you first? See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters com use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent on all your jig and tackle needs you want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.